What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine. And Caroline. How are we doing this fine Friday evening? Monday, when you're <laughs> Monday listening, morning, or Tuesday, listening. or whenever. Filming this on a Friday. Currently We've had 6, a week. 19. We have had a week. We've had a week. Our week started with a dog in the apartment. So true. Okay, so last weekend, if you guys follow us on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, this is my, this is my intro plug for it. Add and Catherine Kaneen. Add Caroline Kaneen. At Girls Girls Pod. Also linked below. You know the drill. Anyway. We went back home to New Hampshire last weekend, which is where our dog lives. And and our parents, but also and our, our parents, dog. but like most notably our dog. And what do we do? We take him back to Boston with us. He it was just here. Seemed right. He had like a three night four day, three night stint of being a little city dog and he he adjusted and he ate it up. We went home and like I think I just forgot how much I loved him. Like, I literally, like... For- I'm pretty sure you cared, like... Not that I, like, like if- forgot about him, but, no, like, I we all been around him in a while, and I forgot how, like, sweet he is and how happy he makes me. It was at a point... I don't know. Three roommates in this apartment. We were all hitting a little bit of a burnout We needed point. a therapy dog, and we were so... We were gonna foster one. Like, I was... Caroline was about to buy a cat the other day. So I I considered it. I had a moment. She had a moment. Um, the only we would we still have gotten a cat. The only thing was like it's a small apartment. There's no place for litter box, and I just can't be handling that right now. Well, I was in a class, and a girl said that she had a cat that had five kittens, and so immediately I was like, "Wait, like you're not keeping all of them, right? Like, are you are you selling these kittens? Obviously are you giving not. them away?" And I was like, very strongly gonna ask her for pictures of these kittens because I've always had this image in my head that like. I could be cute with a kitten one day. And I really think that's, like, only driven by Emma Chamberlain. Because in her early, like, when she had just gotten her kitten days, I just remember... I've always had this idea. Emma Chamberlain, like, what was that? Six months ago? No, she's had cats for, like, three years now, at least. But I just remember when she got her first little cat, like, it would just, like, be, like, on her pillow with her and stuff. And I was like, wow. I feel like cats are hit or miss because I've never had a real cat. And I feel like they can be mean sometimes. But I think if you get, like... A really sweet kitten so that you dogs. vibe with. I it think could they're be just really reflections good. of their owners. We've always said that. Cats or dogs? I guess both. Maybe not cats. I think dogs more are a reflection of their owners. Like, if, sometimes yeah. if you have a mean or, like, antisocial dog. There's a hostile household environment. <laughs> Potentially. It's a whole nature versus nurture thing. I don't I don't really need to get into the genetics and the care of, of dogs. Because I just don't know enough about it to really give you a claim on that one. Anyways, <laughs> I wasn't like making a prolific <laughs> well, claim. I don't know, like, because I, I also don't want anyone who's listening if they have like you have a mean an dog. aggressive dog or a mean dog <laughs> to think it's their fault because there's also a genetic no. aspect to that. And I just think sometimes, sometimes you like trauma. you know, you know, sometimes when you're like that makes complete sense that your dog is exactly like that. If someone's dog is like bubbly, you're like, yes, you guys have each other's energy. If a dog is like skittish, or growly i don't know sometimes you like that makes complete sense <laughs> if, that, if it's one of the like little white Yippee crusty yappy. dogs <laughs> Love them. i don't know who that aligns with that was actually one of the dogs we were gonna foster was a white crusty one yeah no you sent a really sweet one yeah i know i sent like sixteen thousand. Mm. anyway so we foster end point of the story being we had stanley for a moment just better than any foster dog which i would love to foster dog and like give them a or dogs, for a moment. but it would or need to be hypoallergenic. The best but part yeah, about allergic. Stanley is that he's hypoallergenic. He doesn't shed a single hair. He's I just perfection. could not have he's a dog who perfect. sheds. I couldn't. He's perfect, he's and perfect. he was such a sweetheart. 
and it was just the best to have him here like he had never really like he'd never stayed in boston he's been here like every like once or twice maybe just like to visit loki oh point of the story being like he pretty sure he like cured all of our mental health he did for the time being because he was just a cuddly little ball of joy we all separately took him on walks we never walked him together it's like we all oh, had yeah, our independent have, time with him, him on a walk. i think we each just like needed him independently though to be honest it's so true so we all took him on walks he spent a little bit of time in everyone's bed he spent a lot of time on the couch cuddling with everyone he really was just a sweetheart and he he brightened up our lives for the beginning of the week so i think it's safe to say that having stanley here in the boston yeah, apartment was each of our highs the high for the week, for the week. For both of us. Um, what else? I feel like this week has honestly flown by because for the most part I've been a little bit sick and so I've just kind of been like down and out a little bit, just kind of like going through the motions, trying to hold on, like get my work done but also be nice to myself. I'm feeling a little bit like headachey and sleep deprived because of it but I feel like I'm kind of on the end of this like cold sickness. Actually, my mom was like convinced that it was COVID because she had COVID recently. And so I was telling her, I was like, no, it's just a cold. It's just allergies. And she's like, no, like you have to take a test. You have to know. So she like looked up at my school where you can get a COVID test and sent it to me. And she was like, go here and ask them for a COVID test. Wait, why can't you just like buy one? Because it's, it's, I don't know, it's free. The school will just give you one. Rather oh, than oh, going oh, to CVS I thought you meant it was like, one, I know? thought you meant like a... It wasn't like administered. It was just oh, an at-home one. Yeah. So I went and I and I got a test in between classes today. I did a test literally in the stall of a bathroom before my class and I'm chilling. It's not COVID. I just have a cold. <laughs> but that was really funny for me. I was just like in the stall of a bathroom, like swirling up the test. <laughs> my low, I would say, is that my like workout schedule has been all janky this week. Mm-hmm. and I don't know I said this the other week I think but with a new I have a new like workout split as of September um and I like it because it's a lot more cardio and like pushing myself in that direction like I love that and I love being in like cardio goal phases but that means if I'm doing more cardio then I'm doing a little bit less strength training just like time-wise so it was more of like a two to three three days a week and I, let me tell you of, of like strength training and I was feeling like a absolute spaghetti noodle like wibbly wobbly just like I don't know feeling a little loosey-goosey with my muscles yeah you know what I mean I think it's all like mental physical yeah but honestly there's truth to that happening like if you don't live for a while it doesn't mean you've actually lost muscle mass it's just it, yeah, you haven't it takes, felt a pump you know you haven't well like, yeah, had yeah. That it takes three pump. weeks to lose your muscle mass legitimately yeah. but um so it was more like a mental and just like in the moment feeling wise. So I kind of upped how many times I lived, but it's still super, I don't know. But this week was all a little messed up a little. Mine has been too, honestly, because I've just and been feeling kind of sick. So Yesterday I, I didn't like make it. Today I'm not going to the gym either. I've definitely been taking some extra rest this week, but that's okay. I've needed it. True. Well, and Catherine's off to New York by herself tomorrow without me. Yeah, and my goal is to read my book. What book? Is it going to be like the same book that you've yes, always said you've been since reading? the summer. Literally since the summer and I'm like six pages in. So don't say a word. That's honestly, that's so valid though because the book The Mountain Is You, which is like the only kind of self-growth book I have going on right now, I will just read like a chapter of it a week or something and then put it down and I'll literally read an entire like fiction book in two days. Like I'll zoom through it. The amount of other books I've finished in the process of me reading that book is absolutely No, because my problem is number one, I don't finish them because I get halfway through and I'm like, I know that I get the gist. Mm -hmm. I'm done here, Mm -hmm. which is 
<laughs> not like there's a, half the book to read there's like half the stuff to learn I guess um but mentally I'm like I sometimes I even stop with the titles like not even judge a book by its cover sometimes I won't read a book not because I don't want to read it but because I'm like I read the title. I, got I, like I read the title. It. I know everything there is to know about this whole book. That's and just so not true, though. It's at the so end not of the day, true, but, but also I. When I say that, it's because it's books of things that I already know and like that I'm already interested in, that mm. I've already like researched, and that I'm already familiar with. You definitely learn more Maybe. about it. But. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, but anyway, so sometimes my first problem is that I don't finish books because I'm like I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second problem is that I take way too long to read the books. And so I'm in there with, like, my highlighter with my pencil, like, pen. I actually have a pink highlighter and a pink pen. Um, and I use them. What's the books. book called again? Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself or something? Yeah. That one, it's been all around the world. It's That been, book has? Did it start yeah. in Singapore? No, I think it started, like... New York, LA, Costa Rica, like oh, Boston Rica, now, like wow. home. It's been around, and guess what? Haven't read. It. Yeah, well, no, I'm like ten page, twenty five pages in. Yeah, well, I've literally had the book "The Mountain Is You" going since. I, I don't think I got it in Singapore. I think I got it after that since I've been home. But that has also been from like the beginning of the summer until now. And just in case anybody like wants book recommendations, I have all of the books I've finished since coming to school sitting in front of me on the like ottoman in the living room first of all <laughs> side note my ottoman absolute love of my life like I, this is my prized possession i don't care if anything in the house gets like a chainsaw to it totally not, the not the ottoman not the ottoman not the ottoman this thing i got it for let me do some math here um was that a crazy it was 25 percent on it was 25 let's just on. say that it was 25 percent it's on. perfect what's wrong with it it's perfect. Well, there was, like, some dirt on it that I washed. Like, it was... Yeah. Crate and Outlet. It was... That means it's, like, 75% off. Mm. Crate and Outlet is great because usually there's there's not too much wrong with most of them, but it's just... There's just something uh, wrong enough that they can't sell it at a main store. No, but it's, like, I'm... It's beautiful It's perfect because I washed... <laughs> it's a beautiful it's thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, I'm sitting here while Stanley was over. People were, people were over. Caroline has this habit of having food near the ottoman and she had or having a drink near the ottoman what were we drinking like electrolytes oh yeah i got was kicked over got kicked recovery over aminos. got spilled all over my ottoman and what just the I, splash she, not all over your ottoman it's like the tiniest little what drop. am i to do when there's people here and i have to just be like oh no it's totally fine on my ottoman of all things like <laughs> it's like spilled on the couch white, the couch we got for free cushion. Uh, oh, it's it's white, too. It's white. It's white. It's white. And it got a little bit of the beam recovery immunos that were, like, it was, like, blue slushy flavored. But it didn't even that look blue. That sounds heinous. Anyone who's listening blue, is, like, it was, It looked like water. Yeah, but it's not going to dry like I water. Know, I know. Like, it, but it's totally fine <laughs> it now. It doesn't work like that. It's Please really tell me you haven't done that before. Anyways, on the ottoman, I have all of the books that I have finished since moving in to this Boston apartment on September 1st. So, it's been about a month. I'm so just, like, not a fiction book I know, but person. it's, like, it's like my Can't. escape. Like, I've been so much more drawn towards reading escape. in books than TV recently. Like, I'll, I like, also, I'm so I'll not watch a TV the person. shows that I watch, but I'm, like, I would so much rather sit down and read a book where I'm just focused on that than if I put a TV show on. I'm also on my computer. I'm you know also on I my phone. I'm also day? doing something else. I'm not checked out. You like, know what I realized the other day? I don't sit on the couch. And I thought it was, like, a, our last apartment. The couch was, like, narsed. And so I didn't sit on it. And I thought it was, it was just... so a, bad. I thought it was just because I didn't want to sit on it. 
point, point blank because it was awful. But then I've been thinking and I've sat on the couch like maybe three times in the past five weeks of living here. That's interesting. At home, I don't sit on the couch. Like, what do I do? Where do I, I sit? I actually sit on the couch a lot. Like, I had a huge. No, you're such a couch at home where I would wake up, walk downstairs, plop my like computer on the couch with a blanket, and like that was my like office was sitting oh, on the couch, and it was bad. I didn't enjoy that at all because I didn't feel very productive, but like it was cozy, I guess. Anyways, the books, um, every summer after, by Carly Fortune. Carly Fortune. Fortune? Fortune? Carly Carly Fortune. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Carly Fortune. (laughs) I hope mom listens to the podcast because she's not going to let you. One time in middle school, Caroline tried to say butter lettuce. I have a thing for like making words like sound more fancy than they are. Um, She said butter lettuce and she goes, butterly touche. You have to set the seeds in middle school. So we lived in Hong Kong in middle school and there was... Like, a, a country club there called the American Club, and we did cotillions on Friday. Yeah, we did cotillions. This is such, like, a yeah, little, Yeah, we pulled like, up on a Friday night. Lives. And Dressed it, to the nines, kind of about the to cause there. a scene. Like, a lot of kids in our school, like, this is what you did. It was, like, every other Friday night. We're in middle school. We're, like, 12-year-olds. We put our little dresses on and our gloves, and they teach us how to dance, and they teach us manners and all that. And so, twice a year, you have, like, these big cotillion formals. You wear the long dress, you have an assigned date for the evening, like, it's it's basically, like, a test of all the skills you've been learning in the thing. And so, obviously, it's a fancy event, and I'm, like, 12 years old, and on the menu, it's, like, a multiple-course menu, and there's, like, a salad starter, and it says butter lettuce, and I read it as butter latouche. And somehow, how did the story get back to mom? I'd probably told her because oh my, my date was she like, "What are you brings it saying up. right now?" Like our mom brings us up to this incessantly day. to this day. It's to been this eight day. years, eight years, and she's like, "Paterna touche," and it, she wasn't even there. I probably just told her no. because it was like I think the people around me were like, "What are you? What are you saying?" Because I was like, "What's paterna touche?" And they were like, "You mean butter, butter lettuce? lettuce? Like quite literally lettuce?" <laughs> Anyways, it's every summer after by Carly Fortune, and then Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. Book Lovers by Emily Henry, and then just this afternoon, I finished Daisy Jones and the Six, Taylor Jenkins Reid, and that one was a little bit different. The three before that were more of your classic kind of, like, rom-com beachy reads. Daisy Jones and the Six was, like, kind of cool. It was, like, a like a rock and roll band kind of thing. It was much more layered than others, a little bit more depth. So that was interesting. Anyways, those are the books I've read in case anybody wants a book recommendation, because I like posting about my books sometimes, too. Anyways, in Catherine's goal this week was to read a book. It's interesting, though, that you brought up the book and that I mentioned the book The Mountain Is You because that's actually where I got the point of what we want to talk about for this episode. Back to school, new season, new city, new phase of life, same obsession with beam supplements. For me, it's a protein powder obsession. There's literally nothing that I crave more, it's kind of embarrassing, than a refreshing protein smoothie or protein cereal. And I'm a stand for pre-workout drinks with like you guys know I put lemons and like I always put in a cute glass like pre-workout is the obsession there all of our supplements are from beam which stands for be amazing it's a brand whose products and values we are always so proud to support I use their vegan protein powder every single day whether it's as a shake or in a recipe and my favorite flavors right now are cinnamon cereal and peanut butter cookie and we love their greens honestly best greens I've tried I try to take them daily but I definitely take them on days where I maybe don't have as many vegetables. Um, They have a blend of all different fruits, veggies, superfoods, and 
micronutrients so it fills all the gaps that i could be missing to help me feel my best they also just launched new flavors of those super greens i think the chocolate ones are so fun and taste really great so listeners of the podcast can use code goals at checkout for 10 percent off any beam products at youcanbeam.com that's youcanbeam.com slash goals it's also linked in the show notes below if you want to click over Okay, so this episode is about celebrating successes, both yours and other people's. And I think through this episode as celebrating your own success because that's something I absolutely do not do. I'm so not a milestone person. I was in a meeting the other day and I was like talking about the analytics of the podcast and it was like a, a milestone number that I said for this one thing. And he was like, oh my God, congratulations. Like, that's exciting. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Like, yeah, that is exciting. Like, maybe, maybe I should celebrate. And fully in the meeting, I was like, you know what? I don't celebrate milestones, but like, maybe I'll celebrate that one. And then, I don't know. I just never think to celebrate milestones because I don't let myself appreciate them, blah, blah, blah. Any little successes. So little, big, whatever. And then Caroline's perspective on this. Yeah. So then I have had this concept kind of in mind for a while because it's something that as I am trying to make my mind a more positive place because at the end of the day like you literally live at in the your end head. of the day it's not at that funny is it day i keep saying it's, it's the not end that of the funny day. is it um at the I end of the day i hope people know that TikToker. you live in your head like so it's up to you to make your head a more positive and more negative space and so i've been trying to be a lot more intentional about like protecting my peace filtering the energies and the thoughts and all of that that's in my head and a huge thing that stuck with me when doing this is how important it is to genuinely be happy for other people's successes and to be able to celebrate other people's successes and how much positivity that can actually bring you and how positively that can benefit you. And so I want to talk about that concept and why it's so important to learn to genuinely be happy for another person's success. And that idea, I think I originally read in the book, The Mountain Is You, which I've referenced multiple times as a book that I haven't finished. And I'm sure there's a lot of other little golden pieces in there, but this is one that stuck with me for a while. And quickly, my goal for the week is to have an independent recovery weekend to re-energize and feel less Everyone sick. is going <laughs> to like, about half the population of Boston is going to Montreal this weekend. Yeah, I guess we who didn't get the memo on the sign-up for this trip because we were away in Singapore, but who knows if All I would have been invited anyways. No, we wouldn't have. <laughs> um, people, no, they would have been like, oh my god, I forgot to invite you. Yeah, Oops. honestly. Anyway. Okay. Um, but quite literally every single person and their mother is going to Canada this weekend. And then Catherine's going to New York. And so I have the apartment to myself. And, and our, so yeah. I'm excited for, like, an independent recovery. I've been kind of sick, so I'm just going to, like, chill and hang out by myself and, like, do that kind of thing. So why is it important to celebrate other people's successes? Let me present a few scenarios to you because this is something that especially Uh, as I... I think that I've always struggled with it a little bit. I think it's human nature to, like, deep down be kind of resentful when somebody else succeeds at something or does something well. I think it's, like... It's so easy for that to be the automatic trigger, and I'm really trying to to not do that, and I've been working on not doing that, because ultimately, if you feel negatively towards something that somebody else does, that negativity sits in you. Like, whether or not you project it onto them determines whether it affects them or not. But regardless, how you feel about somebody else, that feeling is within you. So if you feel negatively about something else and somebody else, then that negativity is just sitting within you. So it's important to to kind of change that and be able to do that so let me present the scenarios to you um 
I'm quite literally on the edge of my seat. And these are just kind of like random. Like I wrote these down as I was going for a walk to try to kind of set the scene for things. Okay, so you're doing any sort of sport, but I said cross country. So imagine you're running a cross country race and you feel like you've tried your hardest. You're tired. You pushed yourself, but you finished middle of the pack. Other girls on your team finished a lot faster and they're getting celebrated by coaches, by the people around them because they finished like top 10, you know, they're breaking some records and stuff. (laughs) You know, and Story and there you are, Bella. there you are, puffing home. and puffing, but you're you were in the middle of the pack, and everyone's already too busy celebrating these other people. You're just there, kind of alone, and you're like, "Damn, I worked really hard, but I'm just huffing and puffing, and they did a lot, they did better than me, so they're getting celebrated." I'll blow your house down. <laughs> huffing oh. and puffing. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so but put yourself in those shoes because those running. <laughs> Put yourself in those running shoes. And Catherine and I have been there. I didn't get good at cross country until my senior year of high school. And even then, I, I relatively was still like, oh not God, that good. So... I relatively was still not that good. I was... Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip. Maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages. Maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so i've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my mandarin and let me tell you rosetta stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the ambition card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The ambition card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. Always average middle of the pack. Do I run now? Can I run now? Do the, yes. Yeah, a lot better. It Could was, I run then? It was, yes. Did I? It was an did unmotivating no. zone for me. 
But put yourself in those shoes. You've really tried hard at something, but you finished behind other people and they're getting celebrated. That's a shitty feeling. Are, are you able to celebrate with them? Are you low-key resentful? Are you thinking they didn't even have to work for it? I worked so much harder. That just came natural to them. They don't deserve that. Or are you kind of brushing it off and thinking, whatever, it's not that impressive. Why that hurts you is because do you want to be there? Do you want to be in that position? Because if you do, then you're telling yourself, oh, whatever, it's not that impressive when somebody actually does that. Oh, they didn't actually work for that. It was just chance. It was just luck. You're feeling negativity. You're feeling negativity towards them and you're feeling resentful about that. So you're telling yourself that somebody in that position, other people are going to be thinking bad things about. Do you see what I'm getting at? Like, whatever you project on to other people in a position that you want to be in is what you're telling yourself it will be like if you ever do that. Or it's you you telling yourself they don't deserve to be there, but then you're saying, well, nobody deserves to be there, then you don't deserve to be there. Or you're saying, you don't hard work it. won't get you there, then you're telling yourself, well, my hard work doesn't matter, it'll never get me there. You know? Denoting other people denotes yourself. Mm-hmm. There's space for everyone, because I think about this a lot. How many musicians exist? How many exactly actors exist? How many accountants exist? How many blah, blah, blah? Like, there's a lot of everyone, and some that's super overwhelming for me. Like, that's a huge thing I was thinking about this yeah. today. Side note, I can deal with abundance in everything. I can deal with abundance in work, in, like, my... Oh, like whatever in like tasks I need to do the second it becomes like abundance of people then I'm just like shut down like I can't do this that's too much to handle but tangent over I think about this a lot with being in the podcast space and whenever I see like new podcasts pop up or people mm-hmm. like starting the new podcast I'm like oh, there's more and then like obviously that's exciting and that's like great and it's so fun and to have, like, more people to connect with and more podcasts out there to reach new ears. But it's also scary because the more, I guess, like, competition, thinking of it from a yeah. your own success standpoint, that's a completely rational, you know, thought. But thinking through musicians, which I feel like is a very similar, um, you know, comparison to podcasters but musicians in that space is so much larger and so much more developed because it's been established for longer but there are new musicians that succeed every single day and there are also new musicians that start every single day and that doesn't change the fact that there are still opportunities to succeed yeah. So even though other people are succeeding and other people are doing similar things to you and other people want similar things to you, that doesn't mean you can't all have it. Like, mm-hmm. there is enough for everyone out there. That, like, ideology on social media for me got really hard probably over, like, last winter, summer-ish when I had felt like I've been working so hard at this for so long And yeah, I I feel so much success when I like really break it down and think about what I've done. But the second I look at all the other people out there who are blowing up, who have so much bigger of a following than me, the second I see how many other people have achieved that same level of success as me, that used to really put me down. And I would have so much comparison with that. And it would make me feel 
just really down about what I had done and I would see other people having bigger followings than me and blowing up and it would be really really hard not to think like why them what are they doing differently to deserve that they don't deserve that any more than I do and also in the podcast space like how hard is it to not see someone like Alex Cooper have like millions of listeners and not think like why does she deserve that over anyone else or like Emma Chamberlain or something like that but what is that gonna do for me to think that about other people and to be resentful about other people having success because somebody else's success doesn't take away from mine if anything it can build it up because it can make the podcast industry more popular so more people could be coming to podcasts in general for all I know other people having success in the same industry could help me have more success but it's really hard not to see somebody else having success in the industry or in the space or in the task that that you want to be good at and you want to be seeing success with and not think they just got lucky what did they do to deserve that they don't deserve that and so being able to switch that mindset and recognize that there is room for everyone and that somebody else's success doesn't take away from your own will help you get to that successful point because if you're saying that person just got lucky they don't deserve it then you're telling yourself that you don't deserve to be there and that the only way that you'll get there is luck and that your hard work won't get you there and you having those negative feelings towards somebody that is in that space is teaching yourself that when you are in that space people will have negative feelings towards you. So then you're going to self-sabotage and you're not ever going to let yourself get there. And it's very like a muted thing, pretty in your subconscious, I think, because it's not like you would ever think like, oh, I'm not letting myself get there. But you would be having this internal fight because you would constantly be telling yourself that the people who have gotten there don't deserve it or that they're bad people for whatever reason, you know? And there's a lot of situations you can apply that to, not just like career and things like that, but maybe like popularity or friendships or relationships. Like if you look at somebody else and you're like, why does she have so many friends? Or you look at a couple and that everyone else like thinks is like a dream relationship. Are you happy for them? Are you able to be happy for them? Or are you low-key resentful? Because I just think that's human nature to be low-key resentful, even if on the surface level you're like, oh, that's so cute. Deep down you may be thinking like, well, like, why do people like her that much? Why does she have that many friends? Like, she's no better than I am. She's not all these things. And while that may be true, while somebody else may be no better than you are, if you're saying those things, you're telling yourself that you're not deserving of those types of people in your life and those types of relationships in your life either. So you have to be able to somehow grasp that and be able to find like genuine happiness for the things that other people have and be able to genuinely celebrate other people's successes if you ever want to experience the same things. And so maybe if it's something that you struggle with, that is a way to help you start making those mindset shifts is to say like that you're literally doing this for you because you're doing it for you because you know that you making those mindset shifts about other people is going to help you to feel a lot less frustrated when other people have success. It's going to help you feel a lot more positive and a lot more fluid and flowy. And it's also going to help you get there because you're going to have positive connotations attached to all of the things that you want instead of negative connotations when you have negative feelings about the people who are doing those things. 
whatever you project onto people that are doing what you want to be doing, you're teaching yourself that that's how people are going to think of you if you get there. And the more that you say somebody else doesn't deserve their success, the more you tell yourself that you never deserve to get there either. So to close off this idea, how can you actually change that mindset when you're in a scenario like this? I think a couple of things that we touched on are to remind yourself that somebody else's success isn't your lack. Somebody else's success is not your lack of success. And their win isn't your loss. There is enough space for everybody to win. It's not a direct correlation that somebody else winning is you losing. And I I would say that's not like in every scenario. I guess there are some scenarios where that's true, where there is that inverse relationship. But for the most part, somebody else having success is just not your lack of success. It's completely separate. Another thing to remind yourself is that both can be true. You can think, why not me? But still try to feel positively for that person. And then, and that's kind of like a good in-between zone of like, you can still be thinking like, why not me? But but just try not to think negative things about that person and about what they did to get in that situation. And then the last thing is you can literally say, well, what did they do differently to get there that I could implement too to help get myself there? You could use that person as inspiration and actually look at their path and say, is there something there that I could use and that I could try to? So those are a few little tips to kind of try to change your mindset when you are in those situations. And I think that it'll be really beneficial to not only feel more positively and carefree in that moment because I know that that's big for me especially with comparison on social media and things like that to just like not let it have so much control over me but also it just helps you keep moving forward in your own pursuits as well and the second part of this episode is celebrating your own successes number one acknowledging what you've done even if it's like little things um but especially the big things is important because number one, you're acknowledging that you've done it, you're acknowledging that you're capable of doing it and that you actually accomplished something and that doesn't, there's no deeper meaning to that, that's just a good thing to be aware of and to celebrate. And the second part, it helps you keep going and reaching more milestones because I feel like burnout is always thought of as like negative, negative, negative and it, burnout is obviously like not a positive thing. But you can also get burnt out if you never celebrate your successes running a certain number of miles. If you start being able to start your process and you're able to run two miles and then one day you're able to run three and like your end goal is I want to run a whole ass marathon and that's all you're thinking of in your head is like that is the milestone. And your first like little mini goal is oh let's run three and then let's run four and then let's run five and then we're gonna jump it up to like seven and then we're gonna jump it up to like ten and then oh have marathon and then keep going but if you don't acknowledge the milestones and the successes within that then you're just gonna get burnt out because at the jump from mile one to mile five you're gonna be like oh i'm at mile five i'm so bored of this i haven't even gotten there and i'm so bored of it but actually like you just increased your distance five times over. It's like there's so much space in between yeah. each celebration so like and reward. N- yeah. So I feel like when you don't actually celebrate, and this is something I do, if I like reach a milestone, hit a goal, whatever it is. Or just hit a stepping stone on the way to a bigger one, like no, you're so, saying. What, yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, I can't celebrate this because obviously I did this. Like I have other things to do. Like we're not celebrating it. It's not. It's nothing special like... 
I did it because I'm capable of doing it. I would be an idiot if I didn't do it. Which is valid for the most part. Like, I don't know. Any goal, if you've done it, like, you're capable of doing it. So, like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> like, you're doing it right now as you're speaking, you know? Right. But then, <laughs> but then, actually, I feel like you should celebrate it. Because if you don't celebrate things, you're just always on to the next. And you're always, like, thinking it wasn't as big a deal as it is. Then... What's the point of doing? What's the point of doing? Like me graduating high school is like I don't really want to go to graduation because like why would I want to do that? Obviously I graduated high school, like I I put in the work to do that, so obviously I did because I worked for it. Done, on to my next like fixation. Whatever it is. I almost feel like I am that way about classes in school too, and I get a bit of imposter syndrome. About, like, finishing class or doing that or, like, even any assignment because I kind of don't, like, acknowledge that. I just think that you're almost just going through the motions and you're like, well, yeah, of course I did that. Uh, Yeah, you're like, oh, of course I did this assignment. Like, of course I, yeah, it's nothing special. And I feel like it just takes the value out of it. Like, it dilutes the value when you don't actually appreciate or acknowledge that there is value in something. And that's what celebrating your successes and celebrating any milestones, goals, whatever it is does is it acknowledges the value of what it actually is so that's important and that's something that am I gonna work on it should I work on it yes will it happen we'll see this is like birthdays oh my god that's the reason why like it's the foundation of why I don't like my birthday like I don't like my birthday partially because I just don't like it it's it shows you like who wishes you happy birthday and like who remembers and who cares and who doesn't and that's what I don't like about it and then, I also you, just don't. Uh, that like, just like, made me think of world? something. What? Do you think the not celebrating your own successes or having a hard time with that is almost a fear of like other people won't celebrate with you, or it'll almost in some situations be like, oh, I don't want to look like I'm bragging, or well, yeah, obviously, or it's, the, it's like, or it's just the fear that like if I celebrate this. It means that other people probably should celebrate it with me, but it gives people the opportunity to not. Yeah, it gives people it gives, the opportunity yeah. to not. I don't want to find yeah. out who doesn't want to. Exactly. And I, then, like, truly, I think that's where the fear comes from, because the <sighs> second I start thinking about it, that's what it is for me. But I don't like my birthday because no one does the same shit. Yeah. No one does that shit. And I don't like it. And I don't like milestones, because... It, but that's another episode of, like, letting other people dictate what it is. Or, like, other people's birthdays. I... Birth, the birthday thing, it's, like, relevant because I feel like it... Our birthday was recently, and we kind of struggled with, like, do we do anything? Who would want to come with us? Who wants no, to celebrate that? Like, like, we really struggled with who it. Who would come and then having to, like... Having to, like, ask people ask and, like, throw your own, like, birthday then... day? Like... Hate it. Hate yeah, it, hate it, awful. hate it. Um, but also, any milestone. Same, like, the... We're about to hit a milestone for the podcast, and I'm like, oh, I should celebrate it, because we really haven't... Like, we didn't really do anything for a year... Mark, yeah. that's a fat ass thing. Like we, we haven't really celebrated many milestones with the podcast at all. So I think this one's we celebrate, really important. Like there, there's some like behind the scenes stuff that has been good that we haven't celebrated, and it's like number but, one, it's yeah. because there's it's like the ability to share with people, and there's just no one. Who, like I'll tell my parents, and obviously like, Caroline. Well, I've actually kind of it. with this, I've honestly been like putting feelers out and like saying it to a lot of people and saying yeah, that no. I want to celebrate, and a lot of people have been really positive about it. At the end of the day, I'm probably gonna plan my own party and celebration, 
But I just almost think that that's what I have to do these days because not everybody knows everything. And unfortunately, the effort from other people isn't always going to be the same balance. I think that's, that's something I've thought about is like our mom, homegirl, like when people come over, the house is spotless. She's one of those. Like I make the fattest charcuterie board if anyone ever, like if we ever like have people over, like it's a whole endeavor and like homegirl hosts. Yeah. So that's been put on to me. Like our dad stayed at our apartment the other night. I made him cookies <laughs> like, like i made his bed and i like had water and dinner sitting for him when he got there and i like made him cookies and i was like this is such a like mom just like traumatized us into not have- traumatized but, but like, she gave us very high standards of like how yeah. you are to treat people that you care about yeah yeah, yeah. and because like what amount of does. effort to put she in and now really and like well. i can't put anything other than like extreme yeah. effort into yeah into that this could be another whole episode to talk about so because that segue it, it's something people. that honestly and Catherine and i struggle with a lot where we feel like is people we care when we care about people we're a very um quantity over or quality over quantity type people and like when we care about people like we literally will put so much effort in and do so many special things and all of that and it's hard to feel like that's ever balanced it's and reciprocated. never ever 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 it ever just balanced. is really hard and so i think that that but is not a huge even, thing that like triggers why it's hard over, for us to celebrate our own successes I don't mean sometimes. that in, like, an overbearing way, but I mean, like, <laughs> I maybe just, I would, like, my, just, friend, my best friend to, like, wish me happy birthday. <laughs> like, things, like, little things, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be on here and be, like, put in so much effort, put in, and it's not reciprocated, and then people are, like, well, maybe you should just take the fucking hint and move on. Not like that. It's, like, the bait, I don't know. Take it as you will. But I think, I kind of, I guess this tangent is, like, I think that that's a huge reason why we can struggle to celebrate our own successes sometimes. Not because I don't think that yeah. I deserve to celebrate it, but because I'm like, is it just going to be me celebrating? But who gives a shit if it is? Who gives no, a shit I if it's just like, you celebrating your own success? I'm really entering that stage of life where I'm for like, the two of us for like, gives for a this shit? thing? And maybe if people are here and wanting it, But I think it, people do. I've really put the feelers out and I think a lot of people are like absolutely down to celebrate. So I think we're going to throw ourselves our own party and we're going to be happy no matter what. I'm kind of in a stage right now where I'm trying to filter the thoughts and things in my mind to really just filter for the positives because there's just too many negatives and too many stressors and all of those. And that's a that's a whole lot about what we're talking about in this episode is making those mindset shifts to be able to always celebrate the positive things and making sure that you're doing that. So true. You deserve to do that for yourself, honestly. No matter how little or small because... Uh, like, it's so, I don't know if the, like, philosophical is the right word or something, but, like, I just cannot stress enough that all that really matters is what is in your head and what you think and what you think of yourself. So, if you're doing something, celebrate yourself for it. If you're working towards something, make sure you know that you can get there and you do deserve to get there. Like, it all comes down to your mindset and, and the little things and how you can filter for, for that more positive mindset for yourself and just having a positive relationship with yourself. So true. It truly also, is all that. little plug, if you want to share your successes or milestones, you can DM us on the podcast. You absolutely always can. I feel like I love when people can. do that. I love You always can. And, and truly, that makes us so happy too. And we want to celebrate you as well. So if you are in a situation like in Catherine there and sometimes where you feel like, you can't celebrate yourself. You're not sure who else is going to celebrate you too. You can always send us a message at Girls with Goals Pod, and you know if nothing else, we'll be able to read that and like the message and hopefully get a response. But also, this to you. is um, 
like a thing. I've been so antisocial for the past month. Month. And like I get it. Like people <laughs> my Caroline and our roommate and literally my mom have been like, Can you just like do something? And I'm like, I genuinely I really don't want to and that's not even like a bed with like I would rather, so much rather just vibe by myself right now. Like I don't have the energy. So sometimes you need to just put the energy back into yourself. And that can be the same with successes. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for yourself. listening to our little, uh, whatever that was. I think it was a great episode, honestly. I think we both brought points to it. I think that we, like, talked through some of our, like, actual emotions and experiences, but also, like, some more powerful mindset things. So true. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.